State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Yeah, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm around. You don't want to watch? Man, that's me. Tell I'm not your ever Hold up. Tess, I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep a real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. Here. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Welcome to the Straight Shot, No Chaser Podcast on the Black Effect Podcast Network on iHeartRadio. This episode is being recorded live on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. If you miss it today, no worries. You can download the replay tomorrow by going to wherever you get your podcast, iHeartRadio. Spotify, Apple, and do a search for the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast. I'm your host, Tesla Figaro. I drop content weekly. Every Thursday, there is content available for you. 
And one of the things that I always say is I you can either use it or lose it, but I cannot make you choose it. Again, I can you can either use it or lose it, but I cannot make you choose it. Shout out to the Instagram family for chiming in and listening. Shout out to the YouTube family uh, who is also here and Twitter space world. I see you as well. I want to get straight into this. Again, this is a live podcast. So that means, although I do appreciate uh, those who download content and re-upload it, this particular episode does not have permission. You do not have permission to re uh, reload this on any of your platforms. You certainly can share, uh, but not to download it to your YouTube podcast because it will be made exclusively on the Black Effect Podcast Network on iHeartRadio. Let's get into it. Today's topic is, and I've talked about this uh, several times throughout uh, the, I want to say, I feel like it's been 30 days. Has it been 30 days, uh, 60 days? I don't know. It, it seems like it's been forever since the conversation about George Floyd was popped back into the Twitter sphere, if you will, the social media world. Uh, because of the very strategic, and let me say this again, the very strategic placing of the George Floyd documentary that uh, was released by Candace Owens. Before we get into that, let me set the context so that you can understand exactly how that documentary was released, the strategy behind it. So that many of you, especially the comment consultant caucus that talks with such authority, but wrong as the day is long. Let me give you some context on that documentary, how that documentary was released and why. Candace Owens did a documentary, created a documentary, Black Lives Matter, the greatest uh, lie ever sold. And she mentioned George Floyd, and I'm I'm misquoting exactly, you know, the title of it, but you get my point. She did a documentary that was focused on Black Lives Matter. She invoked George Floyd in the conversation because of the $90 million that Black Lives Matter, the organization, raised after the untimely death of George Floyd. For those of you that just, you know, again, are maybe not as familiar with, with everything. Black Lives Matter, that movement started after Michael Brown in Ferguson. It was not started after George Floyd. However, because of the murder of George Floyd, $90 million poured in from all over America, but it was not a movement that began with George Floyd. Black Lives Matter, the organization, had no direct connection with the George Floyd family. Black Lives Matter, the organization, didn't even have connection, direct interaction with all of the Black Lives Matter chapters all over the country. In fact, if you go back and Google and do a little bit of research, instead of just listening to what everybody tells you on social media, you will find that many of the Black Lives Matter chapters challenged Black Lives Matter, the organization, for not supporting them, not being engaged, not being on the ground. And Michael Brown's father also 
challenged the Black Lives Matter, the organization, for the mismanagement of funds. So to me, it would have made more sense if Candace would have connected with Michael Brown's father, who was actually a family member that actually challenged Black Lives Matter, the organization. Don't you think, Instagram family, don't you think, Twitter family, because I can see your live interaction, put a 100 up if you think that maybe the documentary, if that was her goal to challenge Black Lives Matter, the organization, don't you think it would have made sense to actually connect with a family that was actually challenging Black Lives Matter, the organization? Just put a 100 up if that just seems like that made would have made logical sense. I don't know if you've watched the documentary, but I have because I don't have the luxury to sit around here and talk about things I don't watch. I know many of you say, well, I'm not going to watch it. I don't want to give it the money. I respect that. I have to watch it, though, because I can't just sit around and talk about things out my ass. I actually have to know what I'm talking about. And in the documentary, Michael Brown's father, who actually sued Black Lives Matter, the organization, was never mentioned. So Candace's goal was about connecting it to George Floyd because she knew from a media standpoint, she's very good at media strategy. She knew that that would get, that would be the big fish. That would bring the most conversation. That would bring the, uh, it would sensationalize it in a way because many of you have moved on past Michael Brown. You don't mention it at all. And I'll get into that in a second. Many of you don't mention Michael Brown and you've moved past it. So the easier target was to attach George Floyd to the documentary title because it was in our generation's lifetime. It created the most movement. It was a global impact. So from a media standpoint, it made sense to her to attach it to George Floyd. Instead of actually tackling Black Lives Matter, the organization, with an actual family member who actually is suing Black Lives Matter, the organization. I want you to remember that as you're having these conversations when y'all keep asking me, what about Black Lives Matter, the organization? On The Breakfast Club in June, for those of y'all to give a damn about the truth, on The Breakfast Club in June, I said that families need to be more vocal after they get the lawsuit. Let me say it again for the clowns that's running around saying I'm cooning. I've never been a coon. I actually thought that was hilarious, by the way. But I said in June that I wasn't getting on, getting on another stage until this administration was called out, which is why one of the reasons I'm going to the FBA rally this weekend in D.C., I'll get to that in a moment. A lot of y'all don't like that either. So Candace does the documentary. It was scheduled to come out June 19th. The same day Civil was scheduled to air on Juneteenth. She postponed the documentary coming out because when she mentioned it, 
a few weeks prior, it got a little bit of traction, but not the traction that it got after she rolled it out this way, which is why we've been talking about it for what, 30, 60 days now at this point? Seemed like it's 60 days. It's definitely been over 30 days. So she put it out there, but it did not get much traction. She was going to release it. The day after Sybil was scheduled to release on Juneteenth, Sunday this year, Juneteenth was on on, uh, uh, June 19th, Sunday. And her documentary was scheduled to be released the next day. It didn't happen. Throughout the summer, and this is what I explained on Hell of a Week, but again, shows are edited so you don't get the full context of everything and I don't get a chance to explain, so that's why I'm doing it here. Throughout the summer, Ray J and Ye were asking people, and I'm not going to throw out names because it's their story to tell, but Ray J and Ye were on the back channels in the movement, in the social justice movement, asking people to defend them against Kim. Ray J wanted to deal with the 20-plus-year-old sex tape, and Ye wanted to deal with the matter of his children. Let me say it again. For those of you that like to post comments and speak with authority, not being in connection with any of these people. Let me drop this tea on you so that you can run with this. Ray J and Ye were in the back channels in the social justice movement all summer long asking movement voices, movement activists, movement leaders, whatever you want to call them, to speak up on their behalf against Kim Kardashian. Again, let me say it again for those who are just joining. Let me say it one more time because I want to make sure that you get this as you're having this conversation. Ray J, who y'all totally forgot about, Ray J and Ye all summer long were in the back channels texting, having conversations with movement activists on the left about speaking up against Kim Kardashian and her mother. For you yayites that's been constantly posting about Kanye, 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 and this conversation has been conflated with a bunch of different topics, I want you to understand how Ye got in the conversation with George Floyd. Not telling you what I heard, but telling you what I know. How do you know that, Tesla? Well, Y'all may not like Attorney Benjamin Crump and you don't have to like like it. Most of y'all on Twitter don't like him. I don't give a damn whether you like him or not. But I am his senior public policy advisor. I do not agree with everything Ben Crump does and how he does it. If you don't believe it, go listen to our Breakfast Club interview. For those of you that give a damn about receipts, I know some of y'all don't. Because the lie is more entertaining than the truth, quoting Charlemagne. But if you go listen to the Breakfast Club interview with him, myself, and the director of Civil, Ben Crump said out his own mouth 
that Tesla told me I must push the anti-black hate bill. He said it out his mouth. Shout out to you, Sonny. I see you in the building. He said it out his mouth, not my mouth. I didn't even want to tell it because to me, it ain't y'all business. But he said, Teslin, I don't care what they're saying. This is what I told Ben. And y'all know who I'm talking about, on, especially on Twitter, because y'all know some of these Democrat pundits have really been against us fighting for the anti-black hate bill. And y'all know who I'm talking about. I don't have to say the names. Y'all can say the names. Drop it in the comments. When those same people tried to tell Ben, you don't need to talk about the anti-black hate bill because it's already covered. I told Ben Crump, me, just little old me, no Ben, you must be clear about an anti-black hate bill. And he said it out his mouth on Twitter. Now, make sure my Twitter space family, because Instagram is, you know, they, they rock with me and they know how I get down. But let me just say it to you space, you space hosts over here on the Twitter world. When y'all sitting up and letting people talk about me, make sure y'all remind them of this. If you got the courage to do it, maybe you can do it on the back end. But make sure you direct them to that to that interview. You know, the ones that are saying, well, why is she talking about? This, that, and this, and that. First of all, make sure you give them the clip on the reparations that I've been talking about on TV for the last five or six years before people start hashtagging about it, you know, before it was cool. But also make sure you remind them that in even these spaces of people that y'all don't like and y'all don't rock with for various reasons, I'm always in the room raising my hand up to say, no, you must push the anti-black hate bill, whether they get it or not. I also, let me put this on record for the Twitter space reparationists. Let me put this on record. That when the media started saying there's some cases that Attorney Crump is working on, that the liberal media is changing that conversation into a, oh, this is just like reparations. It's me that's telling Attorney Crump, you cannot refer to anything as reparations unless it is paying the descendants of those who have been enslaved. So I know y'all don't think it's important to be in rooms with different people, but it's important to have people in various rooms that speak up on the issues that y'all claim are so important to you. Whether you like the person in the room or not, meaning me, it is important to have people in the room that say, no, this is the way we should go about it and how you're going about it it's not the right way. And you can go listen to Ben Crump say it himself. Not me. He said it himself. That I criticized him more than anybody on his team. He said himself, I give him the most unsolicited advice that he don't ask for more than anybody that he knows. Now, him taking that advice and implementing it is on him. I can't control what people do with the counsel I give, all I can do is try to give them the truth and they take it and do what they want want to do with it. But what I won't be doing is standing next to any message that I don't support. And that is why if you go back and look at the receipts Twitter space, if you go back and look at the receipts, when I was calling out Jim Clyburn on the stage, 
that was in front of Attorney Crump and all of Jim Clyburn's friends. So I don't duck no conversation. My conversation don't change regardless of who you like, who I'm standing by. If you like them, if you don't like them, I don't like this one. I don't like that one. My conversation is consistent, will always be consistent, has been consistent if you take the time to look at the receipts. That includes those of you on Instagram that don't like to read. Those of you on Twitter that don't like Ben, that don't like Tamika, that don't like my son, let me introduce you to myself. My name is Tesla Figaro. I roll solo dolo in this space. Nobody put me in it. Nobody put me on. Nobody's mon money funded me. I don't run a nonprofit organization. I don't ask you for a donation. I don't accept your call, your cash apps. I am always in the position of telling you to go to hell. Let me say it one more time. I am always in the position to tell you to go to hell. I don't ask you to uh, click like and subscribe on my YouTube. You do, you do. You don't, you don't. I don't get paid on clips. I don't, contrary to believe it or not, those that said, oh, uh, she just doing this because uh, she trying to build content. Brothers and sisters, I don't make my money on YouTube. I only have, I believe, like 2,000 followers on YouTube and it's not even monetized. So let's just get that clear for those of you that don't understand the difference between people that are creating agents of chaos that are creating chaotic content because they're looking for clicks. Let me just be very clear about where I stand. I have a contract with the Black Effect Podcast Network. The contract is a year at a time. That means, Christy, on Twitter, that means that I'm only obligated to drop content once a week. I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. I can talk about relationships. I can talk about how I tied my shoes. I can talk about George Floyd, whatever. Can I say it one more time? The cut, the, I already have a contract that's paid in advance. Let me say it one more. Let me just go on and give you this tea on how podcast contracts work. They're paid in advance. They're not paid based on clicks. So I don't have to sit here and create content to get you to click like. Just so we're clear on the difference between YouTube content curators and no disrespect to YouTube content curators, because it's very necessary. It's very necessary. And I support YouTube content curators. But I must make the distinction that I, when I hear folks in Twitter spaces, they doing it for content. Who, who would the day you talking about? Because I don't have to have this content. To get paid. Because I don't get paid. None of the YouTube is not monetized for me. So let's just be clear. And also Instagram ain't monetized either. And neither is this Twitter space. So for those of you that spend 23 hours a day on Twitter space, maybe y'all need to figure out a way how to monetize it since you're pretty much doing it as a full-time job. Now, moving on. I just had to put do that do that little quick little housekeeping for the Twitter family. Now, after Ye and Ray J, who y'all keep forgetting, ran around asking movement leaders 
to jump in their mess with Kim Kardashian and when movement leaders, and it's their story to tell, and I hope one day they tell it, when they did not do the bidding for Ye and Ray J, Candace Owens said, I will. If you go back and look, remember how Candace Owens did the video about the sex tape? And how Kim's mother pimped her out and all of that. These are just facts. All you got to do is go back and look at it. I'm just helping you put the pieces together. Remember when Candace did that? Ain't nobody hating on Candace. I'm giving you the facts. Remember when Candace did that? About Ray J? Y'all remember? Okay. That was quid pro quo to get Ray J to go stand his ass up next to her during the documentary release. Because nobody in the movement, yeah, Instagram family, I'm helping you put the t I'm helping you put the, the dots together. Because nobody in the movement was willing to do it for Ray J. And I'm telling you what I know, not what I heard. Ray J said, why ain't nobody backing me to black man, blah, blah, blah. And he was told by people in the movement, man, we ain't got time for that. We trying to focus on making sure Mississippi has water. This was at the time when all of the flooding was going on in Mississippi. All you got to do is go look at the timeline. So Candace raised her hand and said, I will be the one that will do it. So she did the tape on the Ray J, uh, on the Kim Kardashian, pretending as if she was just so concerned when it really was about Ray J. And then her next move was to get Kanye or Ye back in her good graces. Do anybody remember it was just last year or maybe the year before? You remember when Ye told Candace on social media I'm no longer going to allow you to use me. Do anybody remember Yay turning on Candace? Or did y'all forget that part? No worries, I'm here to help you. Yay stopped fooling with Candace and said publicly, you're going to stop using me. So what was Candace Owens' opportunity to get back in good graces with Ye? Y'all fell for this weak-ass Olivia Pope move because you ain't putting the, the, the pieces together, but that's okay. Olivia Dope is here to help you. I'm not Olivia Pope. I'm Olivia Dope. I'm here to help you put the pieces together because y'all didn't put the pieces together, so I'm here to help you. Candace saw it as an opportunity because Ye was in a place of vulnerability with what that man was going through with his children. And Candace said, this is an opportunity for me to get back in good graces with Ye. So she took on the Kim Kardashian issue to get back in good graces with Ye. And that is why you saw Ye with the White Lives Matter. And that is why you saw Ye at the documentary, the George Floyd documentary, because Candace needed a big fish, something that the media would cover to get you to pay attention to her 
documentary and yay fell for it and Ray J fell for it because they needed somebody to go after the white girl that Ye left us for using his lyrics, get money and leave your ass for a white girl. So Candace raised her hand and said, I'll be the one that will take up the mantle against Kim Kardashian. And what I need y'all to do is come stand next to me so the media will cover the documentary. That's how it all went down. For you Yeites that's out here debating me about George Floyd, let me help you Yeites understand that you were all a part of a big media strategy produced by Candace Owens. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. 
Ibrands may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrands may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. One of the things about stirring the pot, have you ever heard of stirring the pot? One of the things about stirring the pot is, just so y'all don't know, it's when you put a whole bunch of shit in it. Since my people from Louisiana, shout out to you from Louisiana. Anybody know how to make gumbo? You put everything in gumbo. Everything goes in gumbo. Everybody makes it different. Different seasonings. Some do sausage, some do shrimp. Some do seafood, some do oysters. You just put everything in the gumbo. And when you're eating the gumbo, you just eat whatever is given to you. Can I give you some game on what's been given to you, family? The gumbo that you guys are eating and sucking up and regurgitating and throwing up and eating it again and picking out. People are picking and choosing what part of the yay conversation they want to run with. You have the Jewish community conversation. You have the black voters conversation. You have the black Democrats being used conversation. You have the George Floyd conversation. You have the Black Lives Matter, the organization conversation. You have the Black Lives Matter, the movement conversation. The pot has been stirred with so much shit in the gumbo that people are literally picking and choosing what they want to talk about and run with it. So if I say I love this shrimp in this gumbo, there's going to be somebody on Twitter and say, well, what about the sausage? If I go on Instagram and I say, man, I love these oysters. Somebody on Instagram going to say, well, what about the shrimp? It is designed to keep you distracted off the main thing. And a lot of you are so busy not understanding how these issues sometimes intersect. But sometimes they don't. It is just a convoluted conversation that has you conflating a bunch of bullshit all together and people are picking and choosing what's important to them and you're forgetting about the main thing. What is the main thing, Teslin? Let me help you out, black brothers and sisters, those of you who are black for real, not those of you that got avatars and pretend to be black, not white liberals and white conservatives are like chiming in on black issues. Let me remind you what this food is about that I'm giving you today. Do you realize that you have more uh, a chance of being murdered 
by police than you do behind becoming a billionaire. If you call 911 and you are black, let me give you some facts. If you call 911 and you are black, you are more likely, five times more likely to be murdered by police when you call the police for help. I got to make that distinction, Christy, because they get it confused. I'm not talking about when you get pulled over and run from the police and folks say comply. I'm talking about the fact that five times more likely when you call the police for help and they respond to you for help, that you, shout out to Miss Jefferson, killed in Dallas, Texas, inside her house. When you call for help, you are five times more likely to be murdered by police. And how many black billionaires do we have? We can count them on two hands at best. So the chances of you being more closer to a George Floyd versus you being a billionaire, I think the odds are more in favor of you being a George Floyd before you will be a billionaire. So while you are running around talking about Ye's money that has not been invested in the black community, you might want to talk about our current elected officials passing the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Because I ain't seen that trend yet. I ain't seen that trend yet, spationists. Twitter spationists, I ain't seen a trend yet about passing the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. And I think this will be an ideal time to talk about why we need to pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. So today's conversation is why you can't tell me to stop talking about George Floyd. And you know why you can't tell me? You know I'm a bootleg pastor, so I like calling out names. Instagram, do you know why they can't tell me? Do you know why, Christy? Because it's been over 100 days, 100 weeks, since George Floyd has been murdered. It has been over 100 weeks since George Floyd was murdered. And I have not missed a week that I have not talked about George Floyd Justice and Policing Act either on TV, in print, on radio, or in conversation. Let me say it one more time to you last week. Just start talking about it last week when Ye told y'all to talk about it, when Candace told y'all to talk about it. Teslin Figaro has been talking about the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act for the last 100 weeks plus. Hell, a week ain't went by. So I'm talking about the same thing that I have been talking about before Ye started talking about it, before many of you started talking about it while some of your elected officials have never talked about it. I'm talking about the same thing that I've been talking about. 
So when y'all come to me saying, why you ain't talking about the Jewish community? Because I don't talk about that. Surprise, surprise. I'm actually consistent. I'm talking about what I've been talking about. And Ye don't get to give me my talking points. He may have given you your talking points, but he don't get to give me my talking points. And if you want to talk about the Jewish and the Muslim relationship, then you should probably go over to the brothers. The Muslims have been talking about it because they've always talked about the relationship between the Jewish community and the black community. So go over to their page and talk about it. I'm not a Muslim. And I damn sure ain't going to be converting to one anytime soon. I like wearing my cleavage. So I'm not converting to, to be no Muslim. So if you want Muslim talking points, you need to go over to Brother BNX been talking about it. In fact, the revolt show that drops tomorrow. Let me say this for you reparationists and spationists, Twitter spaces, and all of this, all of the like to put the ISC behind whatever it is that y'all say y'all pushing. I invited Brother BNX to come on the show and give his position, and he declined. Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. So if you want that conversation, go over to the Nation of Islam. They're, they're talking about it. They got books on it. They got conversations on it. That ain't my lane. If you want to talk about the rap labels and the rap community and how who run the rap industry and who run the rap labels, it will behoove you to go talk to a rapper because I ain't a rapper. Do y'all get that? See, yay talking about how the media controls the conversation. Y'all not realizing how Candace and yay controlling y'all. Candace and yay is controlling y'all to talk about how they control the media. <laughs> y'all didn't put that though. Y'all didn't put that part together. But see, guess what? They don't control me. I'm talking about the same thing I've been talking about. Shout out to you, daddy in the building. When I was on uh, Bernie Sanders' campaign in 2015, daddy's here. He's, he was also an operative. And they said, what do you want to talk about? I raised my hand. I said, I want to talk about racial justice. That's the only thing I'm here to talk about on this campaign. And when Bernard didn't have the courage to talk about it, because he only likes to talk about class, I too raised my hand then and said, Bernard, you need to understand that race and class is not the same and stop conflating the two. So I'm talking about the same thing I've been talking about. On record, in receipts, and in action. So when people tell me, just move on, sis. No, I'm asking you to come push the line to pass the George Floyd Justin Policing Act because I don't need to move on. You guys are talking about this for the first time. You'll be talking about something else tomorrow. You'll be talking about something else next week. I'm going to still be talking about this even if I'm the only one talking about it. Now, let me address the interview that's coming out tomorrow with Tara Brown, George Floyd's cousin. Let me put this on out here to the spationists, you know, the Twitter space people. Which y'all with this, stop palling on Yay. I didn't speak on any of Ye's comments because to be quite honest, I don't do the pal on. Because the pal on is usually followed by people that just talk about everything that hits the wire. I don't talk about everything that hits the wire. I don't have an interest in talking about everything that hits the wire. I started talking about George Floyd when Candace and Ye decided to talk about George Floyd because now they're in my lane. 
So that's why I talked about it. I said what I said over a couple of days, and then I moved on covering politics as usual, not forgetting about George Floyd because I always bring it up, but I went on. And the only reason why I recorded something on it Monday was because Ye talked about it that Sunday by dissing George Floyd's, the mother of his child, Roxy. So I talked about it that Monday because Ye talked about it that Sunday. So when y'all tell me stop talking about it, why don't y'all go tell Ye to stop talking about it? Because the sooner he stopped talking about it, the sooner I can stop talking about it and get back to politics as usual, which actually includes me still talking about George Floyd. Is it making sense to you now? Or do you just not want it to make sense on purpose because you want to be dumb on purpose? And for you Twitter spationists, Tara Brown, let me say, let me lean in on this so y'all can get this. Tara Brown, the first cousin of George Floyd. Make sure y'all write this down now. Who I interview at Revolt. It hasn't been a week that has gone by that I have not talked to her personally. I was just with her last Thursday hanging out. Because see, these are real people that get affected by this. While y'all playing online, these are real people that get affected by this. And let me give you something else, you Twitter spationists. Tara Brown who I interviewed, never got a goddamn dime. And I'm saying got, G-O-T, a goddamn dime from the settlement that was awarded to the George Floyd estate. The George Floyd estate goes to his child. Just so we clear on that. Let me say it again. Tara Brown. And I need Marcellus on Instagram. Make sure you're writing this down for these common consulting clowns. When they say, well, didn't he give y'all two million? In case y'all don't hear Stephen Jackson's message, let me give it to you again. Tara Brown, who I interviewed, never got a damn dime from the 27 million or any of the money raised on behalf of George Floyd. It went to his estate, which is his child. Just so we clear, you professional dum-dums that like creating up shit that you don't know what you're talking about. One of the questions on Instagram say, why does it go to his child, not his family? Let me clear it up for those of you that ain't never been in family court. Let me clear it up. When somebody passes away, the spoils goes to the next of kin. His next of kin is his child. Now, if Roxy decided to give something to his brothers and sisters, that was on her. But the woman that I interviewed, Tara Brown, on Monday is his cousin, and she didn't get a damn dime. Now, y'all make sure, let's see how quick y'all run with that shit. Maybe ain't none of y'all ever been in probate court, or maybe you don't understand how family court work and who gets what. But it is the next of kin. It is the surviving next of kin, which means the child. Next after that, it will be the parents. His parents are no longer alive. Spationettes, 
that's running around talking about the family got this and the family got that. The child. And she won't get to spend that until she's of age. Did y'all ever put that together or did y'all just talk on Twitter? Let me sip a little, take a little bit of sip of my coffee. Why y'all think about that? Now, his mother, had, the mother of the child has access to that. Sure. But I need some of y'all to understand how family court work. I need some of y'all to understand how Mexican work. The estate of George Floyd is managed by one person, and that's the mother of his child. So when y'all running around talking about didn't the family get two million, which is incorrect, by the way. He donated two million to all of the families. And it was divided up. Among all the families, like Brianna Taylor's family, George Floyd's family, I believe it was a couple hundred thousand that she got from that. And I'm one of the first ones to say, give it back. But even that doesn't allow somebody to continue to re-traumatize their family. And yes, let's put it on the record. I said it on hell of a week. Not only should Candace Owens be held accountable, she also deserves a fade. So you have not seen me not say that Candace Owens is not responsible for this mess. In fact, She's even more so responsible because Kanye is in a vulnerable place and she's taking advantage of him. Yay, come on home. Get you some collard greens and some macaroni and cheese. Let the sisters heal you because what you're doing ain't it. You are allowing a black woman that is being used by white supremacists to get you off your square. And the black woman in me, you know, the black woman in me that still look after our people even when they've done us wrong. Maybe y'all don't know, but I know y'all think it's a gender divide. Let me go on and preach to you for a minute. The black woman in me that still put the house up when somebody get arrested, even though we know they didn't deserve it. The black woman in me that still fix a brother a plate ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, ex-whatever, knowing that you hungry. The black woman in me, that when you go to jail for doing wrong, we still sign up, stand up for commissary while you getting count. The black woman in me, that still love you despite who you are. The black woman in me, that love you even when you don't love us back. The black woman in me, that defend the black man at all costs, even when he ain't defending me. The black woman in me is telling you, yay, to come on home. Even though I don't like black people being taken advantage of because what Ye is doing is no different than what the Democrat Party is doing. Let me say it again. What Ye is doing is no different than what the Democrat Party is doing, which is using black people because of your own personal issues and not really fighting for the issues of black people. So if I got to make a choice, between what black man I'm going to stand up for. If I'm going to stand up for the billionaire black man, or am I going to stand up for George Floyd that had $20 a counterfeit in his pocket, I'm going to go with the least of these. I 
I'm going to go with the least of these. Because that's you, brother. In case you forgot, Twitter spacialists, that's you that get pulled over. While you worried about Kanye losing millions of dollars, he's still a multimillionaire. He's going to be all right. But what about you? So the real black woman in me is fighting for you when you don't even have enough sense to understand that the black brothers and sisters that are fighting this issue, we're fighting even for those that don't even know that there is a fight at hand. Now you can get caught up in the record deals and all of that. I'm talking about the least of these. The everyday black man and black woman. So let me say it again in case you're just joining and make sure you rewind this. That interview tomorrow with Tara Brown, she never got a dime. And she doesn't stand in position to receive a dime of any lawsuit because it only goes to the estate of George Floyd. That was his first cousin that shared a room with him. That was his first cousin that I'm in contact with on a weekly basis since this happened. So you Twitter spationists don't know what the hell you're talking about. You Instagram comment consultant chaos caucus leaders don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I've invited our good brothers, Ben X and 19 Keys to revolt, to have the conversation, because I believe in a, a balanced conversation. I was just guest hosting one week, so I only had one opportunity. 19 Keys could not do it because he had a sound check that he had to do in London. And Brother Ben just said he respectfully declined. So that's that. Let me put this on the record, too, for you Twitter spationists. You ain't seen me one time defend Black Lives Matter, the organization. Let me sip that because I know you didn't hear it. So let me let my mama used to say before you respond, let it sink in. So let me say this one more time. You have not and you will not see me defending Black Lives Matter, the organization. Let me take a sip on that so that it can sink in. In fact, when Tariq Nasheed and I went up there and we did a pilot with Revolt, they didn't air this yet. I hope they aired the story. This is how much y'all don't know what y'all talking about. We did a whole show on Black Lives Matter, the movement versus the organization. And you have not, and you will not. Can somebody remember this? Can somebody, can five people remember it on Twitter? So when y'all in these Twitter spaces, we can be clear about where I stand. Can somebody remember it on Instagram? Can four or five of y'all remember this? So that way when they come tell these lies, y'all can be clear about where I stand. You have not seen me defend Black Lives Matter, the organization, and you will not because I too want to know where is the money. Let me say it one more time, Christy, because they didn't get it. I too would like to know where is the bread. And yes, close to 40 million of the 90 million did go to various organizations and families. 
But just like you, I want to know where the rest of the bread is. But I don't talk about it every day, all day, because I never gave him a dollar of my money. I was too busy standing on the front line willing to give my life. So I didn't have to do no donation. I was donating my life to this. So I didn't have to do no donation. So they don't have my money. So really, I don't, I'm don't. i not in position to ask nothing. But if you gave your money to Black Lives Matter, the organization, then go ask them where the money is. Go ask them where the money is. I encourage you to do it. Go do it. I say again, if Candace was serious about doing it, why she didn't get with Mike Brown's uh, daddy? He the family member that literally called out Black Lives Matter. Why didn't she? Oh, that's right. Because she knew that story wouldn't, wouldn't trend. So she had to attach it to George Floyd and she had to try to make some reason on why she came out against George Floyd in the beginning when he was murdered. So this was her way of trying to justify that bullshit that she said. And if you watch the documentary, you will learn that the majority of the documentary is a white apologist documentary on how white people were so traumatized during the looting. Sitting down with folks that said, oh man, I just didn't know what I was going to do. I lost my stuff. Oh my God, they had a pinata and they beat a pinata of me and I just didn't know how to explain it to my son. Oh my God, Candace is Candace. Oh my God, they did that to you? Oh my God, how tragic that is. She's more moved by a woman having a fake pinata beat up in the street than she's moved about her own brother having a knee on his damn neck. So her and I are not the same. And let me go ahead and address this Twitter spacious. I've been on set with Candace before. In case y'all don't know, I've been on and off Fox for six years and she ain't never brought that smoke to me. And she never will. Let's put that on the record. So ain't nobody mad at Candace. Ain't nobody jealous of Candace. Before there, were, before there was Candace, them folks offered me to do the same jig that she did. Just so we're clear. And if you don't believe that, then you a bigger dummy than your avatar suggests that you are. If you think I ain't been on Fox News for six years going after Democrats and you think them people ain't never said, Tess, we love to have you over here doing it full time, you a damn lie. You're dumber than your avatar than what your avatar suggests. I turned it down. In fact, Michael Cohen was the first one to ask me to join the Trump, the Trump Diversity Coalition team. You know who Michael Cohen is? That's the one I was sitting next to on Hell of a Week. It just, it just came full circle because I didn't know I was going to be sitting next to him until the day before the show. He was the one that offered me the frankincense and the gifts and all of the things that came with being on the Trump Diversity team immediately in 2016. As soon as Bernie Sanders lost the nomination, Michael Cohen was the first person when I got off the set at the DNC convention that offered me all of the diamonds and golds and riches. This is when Candace was still a Democrat. And guess what? Michael Cohen ain't the same. He done ratted out Trump, went to jail and some more shit. But glory be to God, I'm still the same. I'm the same Tesla I was when I told him no. The same Tesla that was sitting by next to him Two weeks ago on hell of a week. I don't change and I'm not changing and the receipts are there to prove. Now you can make up what you want to make up in your own world to fit your own narrative, but the receipts tell it all.
With that said, I wanted to give you this truth today. You can take it and do whatever you want to do with it. Like I always say, use it, lose it, can't make you choose it. Let me recap quickly for those that just got on. Go back and listen to the broadcast. What happened with Ben X? I don't know. He just said he respectfully declined. But that's fine. Maybe he had a conflict. I don't know. I've been on panels with Ben X before, too. Conversation with the streets. Uh, Gorgeous Dre. Also, that name, Andrew Taylor, you may remember by Gorgeous Dre. He brought me, Brother Ben X, and Tamika to Seattle a few years back. So this conversation may be new to some of y'all, but it ain't new to me, and it ain't going nowhere. It's been up with me. It's going to stay up with me. Now, let's see if five of y'all got the audacity to go tell your local election official to pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, because that will serve you better than a new pair of Yeezys. Just so we clear. And you can still defend your brother. You don't, if you want to defend your brother, defend him. But I'm defending the brother that ain't nobody going to defend. You know, the brothers and sisters that people don't talk about in the news. The brothers and sisters that get overlooked. The brothers and sisters that when they die, nobody talks about. I'm talking about those brothers and those sisters. You can talk about the billionaire if you want to. I'm going to talk about the brother and sister that nobody talking about. You can chase that content if you want to. I'm going to chase, not even chase. I'm allow my purpose to chase me, which means I'm going to recenter the conversation back on the main thing to be the main thing in my world. Now, if you want different conversations, somebody said, oh, new information is different conversations. No, for you it is. For me, it ain't because I'm consistent. All right, so there we were cruising through the new open air zoo when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbocyclib. 
Ibrant's 125-milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Shout out to Sonny Johnson, one of my favorites. She's on Twitter space, one of my favorite conservatives. Shout out to you, Dominique. I see you just joined, pushing the movement down in Dallas, Texas. He's on the left, Sonny's on the right. I literally got my phone on the right. Sonny's literally on the right because I got my Twitter space on this phone. I see brother Dominique on the left, who's literally on my left on my other phone on Instagram. This is how I've been getting down. And this ain't been just yesterday either. You ain't got to like me, but your damn show got to respect the work. I met Sonny Johnson in 2010. 2010, 2011, somewhere around that time. And we never had a falling out over policy and who should do this and who should speak on that and who should be this and who should be that. It's always been a mutual respect. Sonny, Sonny. Sonny gonna call out what they do, what how they doing black people wrong in the Republican and the conservative movement. I'm gonna talk about how they doing black people wrong in the Democrat and the liberal movement, and that's how we always got down. Grown women do grown woman shit. Before it was Candace, by the way. Grown women do grown women shit, and it's so funny because if you go watch Michael Moore's second movie, they have a clip of Sonny on TV and me. They didn't show us talking. You know how movies show, like, you know, when they were like, oh, the news was covering this, this, this. Out of the, I want to say millions of clips, because think about how many times people on TV, how many times a day is somebody on TV? So out of the million clips, millions of clips, somebody go to the movie and say, Tesla, I saw your face across the scene on the movie screen. I go to the movie. 
I see Sonny. I'm texting, girl, you in the movie too. What does that say? Y'all not deep enough to get it. So let me help you get it. Now, some of y'all may not believe in the Bible and it's written by the white man and all that. Okay, God, good. If I'm wrong, then I guess you ain't got nothing to worry about. But what if I'm right? And in Revelations, it said, when they see you, they will see me. I will put a crown on you so that they know who you are. And they know that it was you that was standing for me all of this time. Let me say that. Let me give y'all this scripture before I get out of here. And if you don't like it, then log out now. If you don't like it, log out now. Because I want to give you this scripture before we get out of here. I, I love the message version. You have different versions, King James Version, New International Version. I like the message version because it speaks in a very clear language. It speaks in a very clear language. This ain't hocus pocus. This ain't you got to be deeper consciousness to get this. It's just written in the word. This is coming from the book of Revelations 3, 7. Writing to the church of Philadelphia. Let me give you this and then I'm going to close this up. Shout out to those that sent in a request. I'm not taking calls. Because unless you either worked with the family, have been talking about George Floyd for 100 plus weeks straight, knew the back in and out of how Ye and Ray J was sitting up here asking people to fight for them on Kim and did a quid pro quo. There's no comment that you can give on this particular episode. I appreciate all that you get do. And maybe I'll open it back up after I close this because this is going to podcast live. So if you want me to open up another space after this so that you can chop it up, I'm happy to do that. But this particular, this particular episode is about what we know, not what we heard. So before I get out of here, I want to tell you this, that what it says in the word, specifically to my sister, Sonny Johnson, that has been pushing behind the scenes in the conservative movement. And if you are a black conservative, then I suggest you follow her. And I suggest when the white folks telling her, well, you must just be jealous of Candace. You must be this. Y'all better get in there. Y'all better represent for, for Sonny and tell them people to shut the hell up. Because I support black conservatives who are pushing for black people and black issues. I support black liberals who are pushing for black people and black issues. I am independent. I'm neither one. Revelations 3.8, it says, I see what you've done. Let me say it again. Sonny, I'm speaking directly to you. I'm speaking directly to you, sister, because when I saw your face on the movie screen. They didn't ask for, can I put your picture up? They didn't ask me and they didn't ask you. Somehow it was randomly selected. Somehow it was randomly selected out of the millions of clips. And we were only on the screen for about two seconds at best. So it wasn't about you leaving the movie saying, oh, I saw Sonny and I saw Tesla. 
That wasn't what it was about, Sonny. But can I tell you what it was about? And if don't nobody else get this, Sonny, I need you to get it. It says, I see what you've done. Now see what I've done. I've opened up a door before you that no man can slam shut. You don't have much strength. I know this. You use what you had to keep my word. You didn't deny me when times were rough. And watch as I take those who call themselves true believers, but are nothing of the kind. Let me say that one more time. And watch as I take those who call themselves true believers, but are nothing of the kind. Pretenders whose memberships are in the club of Satan. Watch as I strip off their pretensions, and their voice forced to acknowledge that it's you that I've loved. Because you kept my word in passionate patience. Woo. Because you kept my word in passionate patience. That's why Sonny be real loud. When I be listening to Sonny, I be like, oh, she loud, she's screaming. Let me turn the volume. Because she projects in really patient with this thing. Oh, Tezan, I don't like it. You just be going in. You just be going off. See, I don't know. Maybe because it say, because you kept my word in passionate patience, I'll keep you safe in the time of testing. Because the time of testing will be here soon all over the earth. Every man, every woman, and every child will be put to the test. I'm on my way. I'll be there soon. Keep a tight grip on what you have so that no one distracts you and steals your crown. It says, and this is directly from the word. You ain't got to believe me. The word says so. It said, I'll make each conqueror a pillar in the sanctuary of God, a permanent position of honor. And then I'll write names on you, the pillars the name of God, the name of God's city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven and my new name. Are your ears awake? Listen, listen to the wind words, the spirit blowing through the churches. See, that's what I live by. When y'all playing on social media, that's what I live by. When y'all playing with the name of George Floyd, whether you like him or not, whether he was on dope or not, whether you think that he should have laid and shouldn't have laid on the ground or not, whether you believe he shouldn't have complied or not. My God says that I saw you keep a passionate peace. So I don't answer to you, Twitter spacious. I don't answer to you, IG comment consultant, agents of chaos, agents of the enemy, agents of principality. Did nobody put me in this, homie? Nobody. Nobody's money. Nobody's influence. Every influential client that I got, I had to get by working for free and showing what I bring to the table. And I ain't slept with none of them. To the disgusting person that said, I know she bending over. I guess you probably, I guess he's saying that because I'm sister too cheeked up. 
double cheeked up on a Monday. But baby, I ain't bent over for no damn billionaire. The only time I'm bending over for anybody is to bend over and pass their proposal to invest in this work. So let's get that straight right now. Some of y'all, let's just let's just go there for a moment. Let's just go there for a moment. Some of y'all didn't even know I was working with all of that. Can I take a sip of coffee so they can marinate in your spirit right quick? Some of y'all didn't even know I was working with all of that because you're on my page because of what comes out of my mouth. My brilliance, not my booty. But just in case you're confused. The booty hidden too. Just in case any of you are confused. I am Sister Double Cheeked Up on a Thursday. Just in case you were confused. But that ain't why you're here. You're here because of this brilliance. That's why you're here. Shout out to Sonny Jackson. Sonny Johnson's also a spoken word artist. Her and I, when we connected in 2010, that's what we started talking about. We started talking about hip-hop and spoken word in politics. Y'all didn't know that, though. Y'all didn't know that. So let's just clear that on up. And when I have the mic, I try to pass it to those that many don't get opportunities in mainstream media. I was just guest hosting one week, but I tried to do my best to open it up to those that have maybe a difference of opinion on how we move forward. The show was really supposed to only be centered, centered on solutions. But since Kanye fixed his mouth to talk about Roxy's hat and to call her ugly and her hat ugly and all of that, I had to say something on Monday because I'm literally talking to the family that literally has to keep reliving this. And you may not give a damn about it, but I do. Before we get out of here, make sure you text, push the line, all one word to 66866. I would like to see some of you, including my haters, because your damn show don't know how to organize outside of doing a Twitter space. Some of y'all need to attend the free training so you can be about organizing and getting people in office to push the issue that's important to you. Some of you are single issue voters, meaning reparations. Some of you are multi-issue voters. And let me tell y'all, family, I want to tell y'all this Twitter space. My reparationists. I need y'all to get this. And no worries, I'll say it to you face to face on Saturday. Everybody's not motivated by the same single issue. At some point, you have to build allies with other people. People can still support reparations as long as they're not interfering, as long as they speak up on it when they want to. You cannot shit on people who may be motivated to get in politics in various ways. One of the things I talk about in the training, the nonpartisan training is you have to find what motivates you because when you are tested, like that scripture I just gave you, when you are tested, when they come after you, when they put everything against you, the only thing that's going to keep you in this is what motivates you. So you have to attach yourself to something that is personal. So it is not that everybody, oh, they just get reparations. They need to be talking about reparations. That's how y'all did me in the beginning. Why you ain't talking about reparations? Well, first of all, I'm a news of the day commentator. These people book me to talk about whatever the news of the day is. 
and I get in reparations when I can talk about it. And I got the receipts to prove it. And I always talk about black voters, even when they don't ask me. But every conversation is not on reparations. You have to understand people are motivated by different things. Be mature enough to understand that. But it doesn't mean they're against reparations. It means that what keeps them up at night may not be the same thing that keeps you up at night. I have every right to be concerned about mass incarceration. I'm a child of the 90s. I watched all of my homies five, seven years, 10 years older than me get locked up behind the 94 crime bill. I brought the man. Arthur Clifford Spud Johnson, who I met in 1994, who saved my life in 1994. Can I talk to you for a moment? Who saved my life in 1994. And let me give you this. Let me give you this so you can just know how God orchestrates everything. Since I'm putting you in my business, you know, the night he saved my life. Can I tell you this? Can I tell you this, Sonny? Do you mind, Christy? Do you mind, Danny? Do you mind? The night that man saved my life, you know why now I'm even more motivated today than I was yesterday? The day that man saved my life was at a dice game that went bad. Y'all didn't put that together. It just gave me chills. How did we just lose our brother behind a dice game that get bad? Maybe some of y'all ain't never been in the in the back alleys at dice games. Maybe some of y'all ain't never been at the after hours. Maybe some of y'all ain't never been where they rolling craps 10,000 at a time. See, I was. And the man that saved my life, Arthur Clifford Spud Johnson. Please go to ClifferdSpudJohnson.com that did 15 years as a first-time nonviolent offender. He saved my life when a dice game went bad. And like they say in the hood, that's on my mama. That's on my dead mama, on my dead daddy, and on my dead brother's grave, on my dead grandparents' grave, and all of the other 20-plus family members that I lost in the last 20 years. That man saved my life when a dice game went bad and I was privy to see what I wasn't supposed to see. And it was him that said, leave her be. Y'all know. Y'all saw the tape. Remember when the brother walked past and said, don't ask me nothing. Y'all remember that? See, this was in the 90s. It wasn't no tapes around. Yeah, see, now I'm really, I'm really, I'm really wrapping this up for you Twitter spacianists. It wasn't no tape around to show who saw what. Wasn't nobody taking out no phones and recording who saw what. So the night that I was privy to see something I didn't have no business seeing, it was that man and Big E.T. rest in peace that said, leave her be. So I wouldn't be standing here today had it not been for him. So that's why I talk about mass incarceration. And ain't none of you Twitter spacianists going to stop me from talking about it. And yes, we need reparations at the same time.
And yes, I talk about healthcare reform because when my mom lost her life while I was on the campaign trail, and I said, Mama, why don't you stay at the hospital just one more day until I come in town? And she said, I don't want to stay because it will be another bill. And she went home and her lung collapsed. And I got my black ass off of Bernie Sanders campaign trail. Shout out to Danny in the building. He's here on Twitter space. He knows it to be true. And I went and sat by my mother's bedside. Wishing. She just stayed in the hospital one more day. Angry. That Bernard Sanders and so many others don't understand the lack of health care in our community. Bernard never sent condolences, never sent flowers, never said, like my grandma dog, shit ass, kissed ass, are you all right? Even though my mother worked for the state, even though she had health care, it was inadequate. Maybe you ain't never held nobody's hand when they transition. Maybe the decision, the decision wasn't all on you. I'm an only child, so the decision was on me. Maybe the woman that raised you and sacrificed her life, maybe you didn't have to decide at what time would her life end? My daddy died the same way. He didn't have health insurance at all. He had seizures constantly. The night before he died, he had back-to-back -back seizures. They said, Hilton, why don't you just go to the hospital? And my daddy, ironically, said the same thing my mother said. My mother, my dad passed away first in 2004. My dad died in 2016. My mother died in 2016. And my dad side said, don't worry about it. I'm going home in the morning. I didn't know he meant home, home. So when you've lost your mama and your daddy from inadequate health care, you can't tell me to not talk about health care. My grandfather, Grandpa Figaro, retired in the Air Force, served in two wars, retired at the post office, worked for the government, had the best health care you could think of, was still a very much active man, had a young girlfriend after my grandmother passed away. She passed away due to breast cancer, lack of health care in the early 90s before there were treatments. They rushed my grandfather out of ICU and put them, put him in what they call acute care. For those of you that don't know what that is, that is the, the level of care between the emergency room and regular hospital, the regular hospital. He was in acute care because there wasn't enough space to keep him in ICU. He really should have been in ICU. So even with all of the health care, 
that he had from serving in this country, from serving at the post office, retired twice. They rushed him down to acute care. So it wasn't enough nurses on staff. So as he was watching cable commentary, he was actually watching Joe Madison, by the way. He loved Joe Madison. He was watching Joe Madison. And my uncle was sitting there and all of a sudden he stopped breathing. And my uncles could not get the nurse to the room fast enough because they were overstaffed. So you cannot talk to me about why I can't talk about healthcare. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. One last story on healthcare. And you can Google this and look this up. You don't have to believe what the Twitter space to say about me. You can look it up. Monroe Bird in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 2015. Black young man who was shot by off-duty security guard as he was driving away was shot and paralyzed. Didn't have a weapon, weapon on him at all. Monroe Bird was as cornball as you can get, uh, just a square all the way up, up and down. His parents were local pastors and first lady. His dad, stepdad, ultra conservative. Tulsa, Oklahoma is very conservative. He is an ultra black conservative. In fact, he said, don't bring none of that Ben Crump racism stuff down here to Tulsa as it concerns my son. But when the media started talking about Monroe Bird, started dragging his name instead of the security guard that actually had a previous drug charge and come to find out actually had smoked weed earlier that day was in his system. Instead of the media talking about that, they were talking about Monroe Bird. And when his ultra conservative daddy realized that them white folks was not going to defend him, his son. See, this is to those of y'all that don't like Ben Crump. You ain't got to like him. You ain't got to like him, but I'm giving you real talk. I'm telling you why I said what I said in civil. When the black conservatives and the white conservatives and nobody was going to stand up, that's when his family called me and said, Tesla, nobody is defending our son. And you don't have to like Sean King. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say about Sean King. And I don't know how he handled all of his business, but I can give you this receipt. My, not only was my Bird a black man that had full insurance with his children, he also was Cherokee on the roads. For those of y'all that don't know, to get on the DOS roads, you really got to be able to show that you are a tribesman. So he had double insurance care. And they still could not afford to keep him in the hospital. And Sean King asked his followers at the time to contribute to his hospital bills. He wasn't dead, so this wasn't no ambulance chasing, getting money off the body of dead. He was alive and well. And they didn't have enough to get him the care that he needed. And they put him out of the hospital prematurely. And these are facts. You don't have to guess. You can Google. I was at the hospital the day that they 
dis, uh, discharged him from the hospital. I was on the camera, on record. I said that if you send Monroe Bird home, you are sending him home to die because his family was not equipped to be able to take care of a paraplegic man. They didn't have the resources. They didn't have the help. They didn't know. And guess what happened? Monroe Bird died less than 60 days of them sending him home from a blood clot that he did not know that he had in his leg that went to his heart and killed him instantly. I'm saying all that to say that the black community has many, many things that we need to focus on. Reparations is just one of them. And there's enough work and not enough of us doing the work that we can afford to have people, some people focus on things that motivate them and you can focus on the needs that motivate you. Because I got news for you. If the government said all of y'all going to get 300000 tomorrow, 500000 tomorrow, half of it going to be gone in a year. That's just real. We saw how quickly it was for Ye to lose billions overnight. I see families get awarded millions of dollars and the next year they don't have shit to show for. So yes, money is important. I will push for reparations. I will push for cut the check. But we also have to be mature enough to understand that people are also working on other issues like education, like healthcare, like mass incarceration, like economics, like even black businesses understanding that once you get the money and you want to invest it, how do you invest it? Or the lawsuit that we just finished working on with Wells Fargo. Do y'all know that Wells Fargo denied black people the opportunity to refinance their homes? Somebody had to sue. Being Crump did. I know y'all don't like them. That's fine. So when you get your money and you want to refinance, don't you want a bank that's going to allow you to actually do it? Politics is multi-levels. It's multi-layers. It's complex. You want to be single issue, be single issue. But don't tear down other people that know how to talk about more than one thing at a time. Because both are important. And trust me, it's enough work for everybody. So I talk about politics. I talk about how to get up off your ass and actually do the work. And I got the receipts to prove it. So those of you that don't think I should be talking on Saturday at the rally, you're welcome to take my place. But before you take my place, here's the rules to taking my place. One, you need to tell me what your first and last name is. Let's start with that. Let's start with that. Let's get out of this Twitter space bullshit names and let's start with first and last name. And don't tell me I don't want to dox myself why y'all doxing? No, in order, if you're going to take my place, you need to be able to put the same skin in the game that I'm putting in the game. And I dox myself to the white folks. So the first thing you do is dox yourself. Let's figure out your first and last name. Second rule of engagement is let's go back and let's go back just on the last 10 years. And I want to Google them white folks talking about you. I'm not talking about what you post on your Instagram. I'm not talking about what you post on your Facebook. I'm not talking about your own, you being your own PR publicist. I want to know, I want to go back and be able to see the work that you put in that had the white folks pissed off for the last 10 years. 
I want to see where anybody in white supremacy has called you anti-anything. Like they did me when I was standing up for black folks and they said I was an anti-immigrant. When Politico wrote it without asking for my opinion, when uh, uh, New York Times wrote about it, when the Washington Post wrote about it. If you want to take my name, if you want to take my place on Saturday, Juicy, make sure they get the word. If they want to take my place on Saturday, then the rules are, one, get your first and last name in these goddamn headlines. G-O-T, goddamn headlines. Number two, make sure that you line up the headlines where white supremacy came after you like they came after me. And then number three, have the receipts to back it all up. On Saturday, I'm talking about what I've always talked about, which is how to push the line. And I support the reparationists that want to talk about reparationists. And not only do I support with my words, I support in my deeds. Which is why I created Push the Line for free so that you can learn the steps on how to actually get it passed. So that a lot of the, the people that are insulting you by saying you don't know how to get it passed, you don't know how to get it passed, I'm lending what I have to contribute to the movement to help you get it passed. Because guess what? Somebody's going to have to run for office. You're not going to change the minds of these people that have made their mind up to not support you. So that means somebody needs to run. Who's running in California? I ain't seen no Twitter space about that. Who's running in California? The reparations task force is doing a study just like HR 40. It's the same thing. A study that they'll present to the public. And yes, you need advocacy around that study, but somebody's going to have to vote it in. Who the hell is running to California in California? Who's willing to move to California to run as a House of Representatives on the state level? Because if nobody's there to vote on it, it doesn't pass. And that don't happen by sitting up on Twitter space. Half of y'all on Twitter space don't even live in the same community. You're talking California people talking to New York. Let New York people put a battery in their back and vice versa. So who's running for office is the question. And then when they run, who's going to be the operative to run the campaign? Who's going to be the di digital content manager? Who's going to be the director of communications? Y'all don't like Stacey Abrams and you don't like the ads she putting out? Go look and see who the digital, the director of communications is. It, it tells the story. That's why we need operatives to actually work behind the scenes. But ain't nobody going to hire you if you don't know what you're talking about. Those are facts. I know you don't like that, but those are facts. So there's a learning curve that needs to happen. And I'm not saying I know it all. I'm just saying I'm giving you what I have. And if that ain't enough for you, oh, well. Because I'm doing it for free. So if you don't like it, if it ain't enough for you, contact your local elected official and tell them to put a train together then. That's how they go.
The third track in the training is the organizer. Many of you are organizers. You're organizing your ass off online, but you got to organize offline. That racism commercial that I've reshared this morning on Instagram and Twitter, look at the end of it when it says paid for by something, something. I can't remember who did it. That's called a pack of 527. Where are your packs? Who's going to start? Who's going to open up the 527 so you can put ads out against or for the candidates that you support? That's a real job. It's not just on Twitter space. Twitter space is important. That's awareness. But look how the white folks are doing it. They got a 527, a whole super pack. Somebody's going to have to get organized around here if you want to get the things you want to see done. I did the first training September 10th. I did the second one online October 22nd. I'm doing another one in Atlanta only to 60 people that did not attend the first. New people only. I'll start marketing that this week. It will be the first week of December. And then I will offer all five online sometime all throughout next year. Get in it. Get in the game. Learn something. And then take that and go back to your community. I'm giving what I have. Like Anita Baker says, I'm giving you the best that I got. And if that ain't enough for you, then I don't know what to tell you. You've been listening to Straight Shot No Chaser podcast live. Please, if you love this, if you want to share it, please do share it. If not, like I always say, use the loser, can't make you choose it. It will be available on the podcast tomorrow. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Straight Shot No Chaser. Subscribe to the podcast. I drop content every single week. Shout out to the Instagram family. Shout out to the Twitter space family. Yes, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, but I love recording this live because I want to meet you where you are. So it's not always about numbers and people subscribing to me. I'm fine with losing the numbers on Instagram, losing the numbers on Twitter. I'm sure they would much rather me just put this on the podcast, but I'm more concerned that everybody gets an opportunity to hear this information. So I've opened this up on YouTube, Twitter, and um, Instagram so you can hear this message. Pick from it whatever you want to, whatever you like, whatever, don't matter to me. I laid out a very clear case on why you cannot tell me to stop talking about George Floyd. In the meantime, I will keep on talking like I've been talking and it ain't nothing you can do about it. On Saturday, I'll be at the FBA rally, rally for reparations. Yes, I will be there in D.C. Yes, I'll be talking about push the line. And yes, I got the receipts to back it up. And if anybody don't like it, then you get your ass out there and you start organizing on a yearly basis by the thousands with real results. And then maybe you, too, can be can be asked to speak at a rally. I'm not talking about just reading books and the scholarship, but I'm actually talking about doing the work, less whining and more work. The receipts are the receipts. It's the receipts for me. It's the receipts over the rhetoric for me. That will be my message Saturday. It was my message last week. And guess what the breaking news is? It's going to be my message on next week. After the election, I'm doing a Twitter space. That is where I am going to take some calls. I've invited Sonny uh, to give the conservatives perspective. Uh, Sonny Johnson, who's also here on Twitter space now, follow her. I want to hear where conservatives are landing. We're doing this the Thursday after the Tuesday elections on November 10th. It will be recorded for Black Effect Podcast Network. I've invited Sonny to chime in because I want to hear the conservative's perspective. I've invited Tim Black to chime in because I want to hear from the Black progressive perspectives. And guess what I'm going to do? Invite some Democrats. 
some real Democrats, not those who are just sitting up here on Twitter to troll, but really to hear uh, the black Democrat perspective. I want all three of those conversations that will be all the way fire live on Twitter, November 10th. So uh, make sure you uh, hit the reminder button for that. And then I will be doing Twitter live. I'll be taking over the revolt handle uh, um, for on actual election night to do some live tweets as we wait on the results to come in. I'm doing the Twitter space on Thursday because I don't think all the results are going to be in on Tuesday. I do think some of the states that will probably hold out more than likely, probably Georgia, because I'm sure they'll challenge it. Uh, this race really does come come down to Georgia and who controls the Senate. So I want to do it on Thursday because I want to give time to make sure all the real results come in and, you know, get some time to actually kind of sit back and see what happened and, you know, actually get some um, some good analysis so that the commentators I bring to you can actually give you some thorough information. So make sure you follow me on Twitter for that. Other than that, definitely watch the Revolt uh, interview that I did. I was guest hosting this week. It will be on Revolt Black News tomorrow uh, where I'm interviewing Tara Brown and also interviewing Based on Solutions. And we're tackling uh, the First Amendment in hip hop and rap lyrics. And it's so interesting because we recorded this on Monday before we lost our brother uh, takeoff. So uh, the timeliness of this is very important, a very important conversation. It was not enough time to discuss on Revolt. It never is to me on TV production. So uh, I definitely support those of you who are taking that conversation further on what can we do to heal our community. There is a balance of conversation between rap music and those who say don't blame rap music as stars at home. But I do. I have been watching and listening to your commentary. It's not something I talk about all the time, but I do support those that do. And I hope you continue that conversation because it is much needed within our community. Again, you've been listening to Straight Shot No Taster podcast with Tesla Figaro. Use the loser. Can't make it. Choose at www.teslafigaro.com. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Teslin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne Nagat. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 